Greetings, podcast universe. This is Gary Stern. And this is Lucy Sang. We are the co-hosts of After the Glory podcast. Every elite athlete has one thing in common. Their careers on the field of play will only be a tiny fraction of the life of meaning and purpose they hope to live. As UCLA alums from different generations, Gary and I have discovered that the stories of these great athletes go far beyond their statistics. It is our pleasure to share these stories with our listeners. We hope you will enjoy this latest episode of After the Glory. And welcome to our season two premiere of After the Glory. This is Gary Stern with my co-host Lucy Sang, and we are honored today to open our season two with perhaps one of the great coaches in American sports history, uh, Miss Val, Valerie Condos Field, uh, recently retired as the head coach of the UCLA gymnastics team, uh, a member of the UCLA Athletic Hall of Fame. Miss Val, it is a privilege to have you with us. Thank you, Gary. It is an honor to be here with you and Lucy. I'm so excited for this. As you know, and I think perhaps uh, uh, you are the ideal guest to start our season two as we really delve into the themes and mission of After the Glory. Uh, you have a wonderful perspective on the uh, athlete as student, as adult, as a partner in life with the people around her. Um, it all starts with the things that influenced you. How did you get into the field of coaching as somebody who had not actually participated in gymnastics? The story is fascinating. It's all contained in your book, uh, and we'll talk more about that uh, as we go along today. But give us a little bit of the cliff notes, uh, the important parts of the uh, rise to become UCLA's head gymnastics coach. Thank you. Um, it has been an amazing adventure. I don't like the word journey. I want to talk about life because journey is like a little Hallmark card, and life is not a journey. <laughs> life is definitely a big, bold, audacious adventure. Um, but when I think about, I was at UCLA, obviously their gymnastics team for 37 years, eight years as an assistant, and then 29 as the head coach. People say, how did it happen? And one of the most important things that I want to share with people, especially young adults, as they're thinking about their careers is I was, I've never done gymnastics. I was a ballet dancer. I was professionally dancing. I was 22 years old, had not gone to college, and I'd heard that UCLA needed a dance coach for their gymnastics team. And without any hesitation or trepidation, I found out who the head coach was, and I picked up the phone, I made the call, and I made the ask. I'll never forget, I told him my credentials, and he said, um, "You, we don't have a salary for you, but I can give you a full scholarship if you've not gone to school. And that just music to my ears, because I had not gone to school, and I really missed school and education and learning and all that. Um, and so I retired literally that moment and moved to Los Angeles and was there ever since. And I remember my parents saying, what do you mean you just picked up the phone and asked? And I was like, yeah, I was like, you, you both taught me the worst thing people can say is no. And if he would have said no, why would have taken it personally? He didn't even know me. And I love that part of my story because as especially young adults getting right out of college, learn how, and this is in my book, Gary, which you well know, um, learn how to perfect the ask, learn how to nudge without being annoying, and then learn when to drop it. 
because you can always revisit it at a later time or just drop it. And my entire adult life started because I was not afraid to make the ask. I hope that that resonates with everyone who's listening to this. Well, I definitely think Gary and I took notes because we were able to get you here with us today. <laughs> and Ms. Val, before we dive deeper into you know your historic career as a coach in gymnastics, let's talk more about your own personal experience as a professional athlete, a professional dancer. What, well, thank, what was that like? Thank you. And, and you know, I really had to stop and think about the similarities between what I had gone through growing up on stage and the athletes that I was coaching, especially a, a sport like gymnastics that is called artistic gymnastics. So it was kind of like a good fit for me. But, you know, growing up in any type of sport, whether it's dance or singing or music or an instrument, it takes a lot of the same characteristic traits, the skills that you have to develop as far as perseverance, as far as learning how to pick yourself up after you make a mistake. In the world of athletics, we call that um, the space between failure and recovery. And great athletes, great performers, great stage performers, great dancers, great musicians, they have learned the skill of shortening the space between failure and recovery, working through pain, working through humiliation, and not judging yourself for it. I mean, all of those things I was able to, I honed in my own profession as a, as a professional ballet dancer, and then I was able to share those in my coaching with the student athletes. One of the things that you just alluded to was the idea of pain. I, we, well, we've discovered this repeatedly with many of our guests. Uh, when they're young, children, teenagers, the last thing in the world they think about is the consequences and the sacrifices that will inevitably come to them when they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. There's a sacrifice, isn't there, to anything that you do of a physical yeah. nature, whether it's dance, gymnastics, yeah. any sport. How did you process the the pain aspect of what you were doing and, and get past it? Well, I think at a very early age, I understood that sacrifice was not a bad word. Sacrifice is not a four-letter word. It's something that that strengthens us. And I looked at it as like, especially as a, as a dancer, I had to make sure that everything that I ate was fueling my body. And so I wasn't sacrificing the candy and the junk and all that. I was making better choices for a better outcome. And again, that was something that I could share with the gymnast that I coached. And as you got into coaching, how did you apply your own experiences of sacrifice and pain to a sport such as gymnastics that is just inevitably going to be involved in, uh, in, in that kind of sacrifice. How did you teach that to your uh, gymnasts? There's pain in all different ways. There's physical, mental, and emotional pain. And helping my student athletes differentiate between physical pain that was detrimental to them and physical pain that was actually strengthening them. And the same thing mentally and emotionally. And, you know, when we come back, let's follow up and uh, explore the, the coaching techniques that made you one of the great gymnastics coach in America with multiple national championships. When we come back on After the Glory with coach Miss Val, Valerie Condosfield.
Thinking about a new or used car? Think Infinity of Thousand Oaks. We've been serving Thousand Oaks in Southern California for years. We have new, used, and certified pre-owned Infinity vehicles available now with many special offers. There's something for everyone at Infinity of Thousand Oaks, your home for the best deals on Infinity cars. With the COVID pandemic, we offer contactless sales. Call our office at 805-262-7442 or visit Infinity of Thousand Oaks. Pick out a vehicle and we'll deliver it to your home or office with all the paperwork done with the power of the internet. Our award-winning sales and service team is waiting to give you the best service in buying a vehicle you've ever had. Call us today at 805-262-7442 and make an appointment for your new 2021 Infinity or visit our website at infinityofthousandoaks.com. Infinity of Thousand Oaks is a proud sponsor of After the Glory. Hey, this is Lucy Sang here from Resiliency. I am a certified life coach focused on working with athletes and like-minded people in finding and pursuing success in life outside of sports. My goals are to serve as an accountability partner and offer different perspectives while my clients are facing big challenges and decisions. I also lead workshops and offer group coaching on topics such as avoiding burnout or transferable skills. Follow me on Instagram at resiliency, R-E-S-I-L-I-E-N-T-S-E-E, underscore coaching, resiliency underscore coaching, for more information. As a co-host of After the Glory, I am excited to share my expertise in working with athletes and look forward to connecting with all you listeners to learn more of your stories as well. And we are back on After the Glory. This is Gary Stern with my co-host, Lucy Seng, and we are joined by Miss Val, Coach Valerie Condosfield, the recently retired longtime and successful coach at UCLA in the field of gymnastics, women's gymnastics. Miss Val, we were talking about the uh, adaptation of your own experiences in ballet, uh, in coaching, uh, when it comes to things like sacrifice and pain. And I want to follow up on that because you obviously had to learn uh, the sport of gymnastics, but the the humanity attached to the athlete was probably not unfamiliar to you. How did you adapt what you already knew to develop the style of coaching that worked for your athletes at UCLA? Yeah, that word humanity is a great word because um, quite often in the field of athletics, we forget that athletes are humans. and there is a movement out there. I believe LeBron James started it that um, just says more than an athlete. I am more than an athlete. In, in hindsight, in me revisiting now um, my career, by far the best experiences that the athletes under my purview had were the ones that I had the best relationships with. Even though some of them, they broke the rules, they broke the team rules to the point that they got kicked off the team and scholarships taken away, but because I had a relationship with them, because I could explain, I'm not here to bully you or make you feel badly about yourself or bring any more hardship to you and your family by taking your scholarship and all that. It is simply, you know, I, this is the job that you signed a contract for and you are not motivated to play by the rules, basically. So you, you're not going to get your job next year. And... The ones that I had a relationship with 
actually grew and became better versions of themselves through that pain, through that hardship. And when I think back to the few who didn't use that as the impetus to become better versions of themselves, stronger. One of the girls that has shared with me that that was the hardest time of her life, but that was the best time of her life. She ended up being um, realizing that she had been sexually abused by Larry Nassar, the national team physician. And she said, going through what she went through at UCLA, getting kicked off the team, her scholarship getting taken away. And finally, for the first time, needing to really solely rely on herself and her inner strengths is what gave her the strength to look her abuser in the eye and tell him how he had made her feel all those years prior. Um, And so there's so much that goes into this coach-athlete relationship type and you know, Gary, you shared a story with me about your daughter who was a figure skater and why she did, when she decided to quit and why she decided to quit. And that was because she had the support of her parents. And so a whole other component to this, especially with athletes, I would say through college is the parental side of this and whether they are getting support where they're being heard or whether they're being just shoved under the proverbial rug because the parents are hoping for the payday for the athletes to go professional and save the family. Or in our sport, gymnastics, go to the Olympics and financially save the family. So there are a lot of different components to all of this. Well, Ms. Val, I I wanna bring up something that you just said that really stuck with me is working through the pain and not necessarily around, over, or under it. That reminds me of the mindset that it takes in order for someone to really work through the pain. And I know in your book, you share a lot about the mindset that you help your student athletes with, but also in your personal life. Can you talk more about what mindset means to you and how how someone can develop a mindset that helps us persevere and be resilient? Oh, absolutely. It's the power of the mind. It's the mental game. It's what we discipline our minds to think. Um, as soon as you asked that question, Lucy, I was thinking about all of us these past now 10 months and what we've gone through. And so many people have just wanted to get through this time instead of grow through this time. And you look at the people in your inner circles and beyond and the ones that have really taken the opportunity of quiet time, of being quarantined to grow through it or to come out on the other end, better versions of themselves. And I learned that lesson best when I went through breast cancer and I was given the opportunity to have chemotherapy. And those, those words sound odd, but when my doctor shared with me that had I been diagnosed 10 years prior, they had absolutely nothing for me. And she would have sent me on my way and said, get my affairs in order. But if I chose to get chemotherapy for a year, she knew it was going to work. And it was like, okay. I switched the one word, have to, to get to. I got to get chemotherapy. And I was so excited about that opportunity. I called going to chemotherapy as going to my chemo spa. Spa is someplace you go to get better. And that was, in my 61 years on this planet, probably the biggest aha moment of my life of the power of words and what we tell ourselves. 
Absolutely. After we come back from this break, Ms. Val, let's talk more about who you are off the field, off the court. We all know what Ms. Val has accomplished in the world of gymnastics, but I think we'd be remiss if we only, just like you said, define Ms. Val as only an athlete, and instead you are more than an athlete. After we come back, we'll talk about Ms. Val and her accomplishments outside of gymnastics. Since 1980, Woodland Hills lawyer Gary Stern has been known as a lawyer's lawyer, passionate about his clients and equally passionate about bringing honor, dignity, and respect to the legal profession. Gary Stern represents folks seriously injured because of healthcare negligence, defective and dangerous products and property, neglect in long-term care facilities, and careless operation of cars and trucks. He has successfully resolved hundreds of cases for his clients, providing them with the financial help they needed during trying times. Gary Stern is a member of the prestigious National Trial Lawyers Top 100, active with consumer attorneys of Los Angeles and California, and is admitted to the bar of the Supreme Court of the United States. And most important, I am proud to call him dad. You can reach Gary Stern at 818-710-2717 or visit his website at www.sternlaw.org. University Credit Union has been providing a financial edge to members for over 70 years. Now you can earn more with University Credit Union. Earn up to 5% APY with a university checking account for the banking that you already do. You'll save more when you switch your deposits and loans to University Credit Union. Bank with your brain. Visit ucu.org to join today. Federally insured by NCUA, terms and conditions apply. And we're back on After the Glory with Gary Stern, Lucy Sang, and Ms. Val, Valerie Condos Field. Ms. Val, let's dive right into all of the accomplishment you've achieved outside the world of gymnastics and definitely want to dive deeper into the book that we've mentioned a couple times, but also the TED Talk that you were able to share with the world just last year on the topic of is all winning success. And if I may just plug Coach Wooden's quote on the word and the concept of success here. Success is peace of mind that is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing you did your best to become the best you are capable of becoming. I know for you having a close relationship with Coach and for the Bruins on this episode, all three of us who are just so impacted by Coach's philosophy, tell us more about why your TED Talk came about. What does winning and success have to do with each other? Uh, my TED Talk came about, sadly, um, because of all of the athletes that came forward and gave their impact statements in the, the Larry Nasser trial. And I remember asking the head of the USA Gymnastics Federation, why do we let our national team staff, the Carolis, um, train our athletes with so much emotional and verbal abuse. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And he said, because they win, Val. And I said, at what cost? And then the Nassar stuff came out. And then I was in Washington, D.C. And I was I had an audience with um, Senator Feinstein and a few of the members of the House of Representatives. And they all asked me, how do we clean up the sport of gymnastics, the culture of gymnastics? And it hit me. It was like, 
It's not about gymnastics. Gymnastics is a beautiful sport. It is not just about sport. This win at all cost culture that we all have embraced in business, in politics, in school, in trying to get your kids to the number one college, in every aspect of our lives, we have a crisis in this win at all cost culture that guess what? We created it. We adults created it. <laughs> the kids didn't create it. So what are we gonna do about it? And that's why I was super excited to be able to have a TED talk and talk about this. And you know, anytime you write a book or anytime you write a speech or something like a TED talk, I think every person would tell you they learn so much more about themselves than anybody that would be reading my book. That's why I think every single human on the planet should write a book. Um, we all have our own stories to tell. It's a super daunting experience, but you learn, I would say you learn so much more about yourself even than years of therapy. The TED Talk is entitled, Why Winning Doesn't Always Equal Success. It is very easy to find if you are a fan of TED Talk or you can just uh, Google TED Talk Valerie Condos Field and it comes right up. And uh, Ms. Val, the book is, um, uh, tell us the title and tell us a little bit about the process of writing the book. The title of the book is Life is Short, Don't Wait to Dance. And because we're all Bruins here, I'm going to share hopefully a quick story with you. Yes. Um, I was very, very fortunate to have a really close relationship with Coach Wooden and his family. And as we all know, Coach Witt lived to be almost 100 years old, just uh, three months shy of 100. And I was very fortunate to be able to be with him a lot. I took him to football games, basketball games. He came to every gymnastics meet. He would come over to our house for dinner. We went to his house. And he was like, we were like family. And the last few years of his life, without fail, people would always ask, Coach, you've lived an impeccable life. Do you have any regrets? And Coach Wooden would cross his little arms and he his little eyes would, get, <sighs> his eyes would start sparkling and he would say, my wife loved to dance and she passed 30 years ago. And I've never been a good dancer and I was always very shy. So I never danced with my wife. And he said, in hindsight, I know now if people would have seen us dancing, they would not have made fun of me. They would have seen a couple deeply in love dancing. So if I have a regret, it's that I didn't dance with my wife. Oh. The book is an homage to Coach Wooden. Wow. Obviously, dance is a metaphor for anything in your life that makes your heart sing, but it was for Coach. And wow. take us right from there to uh, the TED Talk title, because again, uh, the influence of Coach on your own uh, professional career was unmistakable. And Coach was known for never ever talking to his team about winning a game. He only spoke about doing your best and the winning would take care of itself. And he was legendary for that. And I gathered that that was something likewise that you carried forward in your own career as a coach. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that is um, there were many years that I didn't talk about winning the national championship. That wasn't a goal. And athletes get pissed off when you don't talk about <laughs> What the heck are we doing here? No, 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 no. We're here to win. We're here to beat everybody and win. And so in rethinking that, when I started every year off, I'd say, okay, let's talk about our long-term goals that in April. Okay, yes, we have the talent to win another national championship. Now let's put that aside and let's figure out how 
we're going to accomplish that goal and more importantly, how we're going to make sure that when we leave the championship floor, we have no regrets. And that was always the most important thing to me because in any sport, I think gymnastics is one of the most subjective sports, but in any sport, it's one call by a ref that can determine a game. And are you going to feel like your whole season sucked because you lost the championship by a quarter of a tenth or the football game by one field goal or something like that, you know, one play? So I felt it was really important. And I feel like I feel so strongly about this with parents. We have to redefine success for our children. It cannot be all about winning. It can't be about getting straight A's, being the valedictorian. It cannot be. The best thing you can do for your children is sit them down and one at a time, go to lunch with them, go for a walk with them and talk about what does success look like for you? Mm. Set the game plan. Okay, how are we going to accomplish that? This is Lucy Sang and Gary Stern with our special guest, Ms. Val, on After the Glory. When we come back, let's talk about Ms. Val's life of being rewired and not retired after the glory. Have you ever wanted to experience the thrill of playing spring training baseball with some of the game's legends? At LED ABC, we believe you should be able to live your dream of being a pro baseball player, and now you can. The LED ABC Adult Baseball Camp is an independently owned and operated fantasy camp for men and women over the age of 30. As an independent camp, you can be a fan of any team from any city and you'll feel right at home with us. Our next camp is scheduled for November 7th through the 13th, 2021, and will be held at the historic Dodgertown Complex in Vero Beach, Florida, now known as the Jackie Robinson Training Complex. You'll play ball all week long on the best practice fields in the nation. You'll enjoy use of state-of-the-art facilities, and you'll be pampered and cared for just like a major leaguer. We invite you to visit our website and sign up for our November 2021 camp. Just go to www.ladabc.com. That's ladabc.com. And we're back on After the Glory with Gary Stern, Lucy Sang, and our special guest, Ms. Val. As we wrap up this episode, let's talk about what life rewired, not retired, looks like for Ms. Val. Ms. Val, what are you up to these days? Uh, a lot. <laughs> Being a lot of speaking, um, which I'm very honored and thankful to be able to do. I'm doing a lot of Zooms. Um, since COVID hit, I kept thinking, how can I give back, especially the gymnastics community? And so I'm, I say yes to everything. I am working with a community in outside of Austin, Texas called The Refuge. And they are a community that rescues and helps rehabilitate girls that have been saved from sex trafficking. And so that is my where my heart is. And then my creative juices, I am talking with and hopefully going to be producing a film of our 2018 national championship season. Um, I want to produce an urban nutcracker for film. Because I think now's the perfect time to do it. To showcase that when you celebrate diversity, it's actually uniting and not divisive. And then I am hell-bent on getting either a live theater or film, something done um, about the environment um, called, and the title is called Trash. Isn't that hmm. crazy? I mean, imagine the marketing for that. Let's go get trashed, you know? Can you tell us more about that? Trash is uh, in your face, 
borderline body story of the environment, particularly plastic and all the good it's done and now all the destruction it's done. And um, hopefully that when the story is written, because I'm not a, a writer, but there will be many, many nuggets that people will take away that will be easy for them to start implementing to help save our environment. And Ms. Val, a little birdie told me about your extensive teaching career, not just in gymnastics, but in higher education. Can you tell us more about that? Oh, right. Yes, that's <laughs> we have a new major at UCLA in the Graduate School of Education, and it's called Transformative Coaching and Leadership. And I was asked to teach a course last year on the comparison of the different philosophies of coaches, which was super fun because once again, we studied 10 different coaches from lots of different sports. And again, with every coach that we studied, we begged the question, yeah, they had won championships, they won Super Bowls, they won NBA titles. Were they successful? Mm. They just win. I loved it. And I'm, I'm teaching that class and I'm teaching two classes this coming year. And I'm just really, really enjoying it. Ms. Val, as we bring this episode of After the Glory uh, to a close, uh, I, I want to ask you uh, to sort of come full circle uh, as, as we uh, wrap up. And that is, we have learned through many of our guests that the road to being an elite athlete often is focused. There's sort of a single-mindedness of getting there. Uh, often that means perhaps putting academics in the background or thinking about one's future in the background. We've marveled at the fact that um, most elite athletes are only at the top for a few years, and then they've got 40, 50 years of life to go. Whether it's gymnastics, whether it's the gymnast that you coached, or any athlete in any sport, can you talk a little bit about how your coaching philosophy addressed that central question of planning for a life of meaning and purpose beyond the sport? Yeah, um, that's a very important question to, or a discussion to have with all athletes. And I always have this conversation with them individually their senior year and because they were expecting the identity crisis which a lot of athletes go through I went through it an identity crisis when somebody asked me if I retired what do you do I'm like and I said you asked me a week ago I was the head coach for the UCLA gymnastics team I said now I'm just me I was talking to a woman on the airplane she goes honey drop the just me is enough and I was like but I would share with my athletes, you know what? You were not born a gymnast. You were born and blessed with a very strong body and a very strong mind, and you chose the sport of gymnastics. But the thing that all athletes have is the heart of a champion. And take everything you've learned in sport now into the next chapter of your life and become a champion in whatever you do outside of that sport now. Otherwise, if you don't look at sport is a masterclass in life lessons, then the only reason that you do sport is for bragging rights. To be able to say, ha-ha, we beat you. And that ha-ha, we beat you is fleeting. It's not lasting. But the athletes that really appreciate everything they learn through the struggles and the challenges of becoming an elite athlete are the ones that go into life and make the world a better place Let's give a shout out right now to one of the greatest champions and superheroes in sport whom we just lost, Rafer Johnson. No greater example of that than our dear friend, Rafer Johnson. 
Ms. Val, thank you for sharing because as you know in the work that I, I have the privilege to do in helping athletes transition into life outside of sports, that what you're describing is literally one of the main things I, I try to help these athletes identify is those transferable skills across all areas of life. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I cannot think of a better way to start our season two of After the Glory than to spend this time with Miss Val, Coach Valerie Condos Field, UCLA, multiple championships, almost up there with Coach Wooden, her mentor. I think it was seven national championships at UCLA, uh, a record that probably in the world of gymnastics will never be topped. Miss Val, thank you so much for being with Lucy and I. Um, this uh, After the Glory podcast is meant to shine a light and to celebrate the athlete as whole human being and you have done that we thank you so much thank you for all the work both of you are doing as well this is a super important conversation and i'm thrilled to be able to delve into it with you until next time thank you all for joining us this is gary stern along with lucy saying and this is after the glory